Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to episode 132 of Two Drunk Brothers on a Podcast, presented by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. It is week one of the of the NFL season, guys. We are here. We are excited. We're ready to roll. Ready to roll. Ready to roll. Ready to roll like Stu Finer. Uh, but football is all the way back. Uh, so we have a fully loaded NFL week one show for you guys today. Uh, obviously, with some gambling picks, a little bit of fantasy football talk here and there. Uh, but before we do that, let's dive in and talk about week one of college football. Yes, we had week zero a couple weeks ago, but this uh, week was officially week one of the college football season. Travis and I sat down and watched pretty much probably 12 hours of football on Saturday. It was fun. We lost money, but it was fun. Yeah, it was okay at that because of that reason. But it, it was nice to have football back, but I just remember like just – as soon as it got brought back, I was like, you know what? Now I realized why I was tired of this last year because it's so hard to bet college football to be the first couple of weeks. It's it, it's tough, and then it gets easy, and then it gets tough again because then at the end of the season you get upsets and things you didn't expect. Um, so yeah, last week wasn't great. The picks we gave out on the podcast weren't weren't too too bad at all. So we'll talk about about that in the in the generous digest, um, but. Who were some good-looking teams in your eyes? Uh, I mean, obviously Alabama looked amazing. Georgia looked incredible, uh, but outside those two, I wouldn't even powers, really uh, Georgia incredible. I mean, they they couldn't even score a touchdown on offense. They held Clemson to three points. Now, with that being said, does that mean is Clemson that bad? I think the ACC is a is a division that is wide open now this year. Like North Carolina was supposed to overthrow them. They went on the road and lost to Virginia Tech. Clemson lost their opening game. I mean. I think that's a, that's a conference that is very, very open right now. Yeah, it's, it's bad. I mean, they played horribly. I, I would not say that Georgia played good. I know their defense is locked down and has been for the last couple of years, but you can't, you can't state claim on a, what are they now? Top, are they in top four or no? Uh, the new rankings came out today. Um, I know Clemson dropped to six, which I think is silly. Uh, that they only dropped to six. So let's take a look at them right now. The, yeah, the Georgia is number two in the country. <laughs> That's almost kind of laughable. Georgia, uh, I, know they, I know they beat a Clemson team, but to put them at number two and they scored zero points on offense. Yeah, I mean, they beat Clemson. Clemson drops to six. They drop from three to six. Um, uh, Oklahoma drops from two to four in a win, but a very they did not look good at all against Tulane. Um, Spencer well, their defense Rath- has been, you know, not great for quite some time. There goes that Big Twelve defense that everyone always talks about. Yeah, uh, now it's not going to fly in the SEC. Absolutely not, absolutely not. But you have a ton of teams who were not ranked jumping into the rankings. The biggest jump 
being UCLA. They go from unranked to 16th at a big win over LSU at home. Travis and I kind of felt that one coming, didn't call on the podcast. Virginia Tech jumps in the rankings at 19 from unranked. Ole Miss jumps at number 20, and then Auburn jumps at 25 for whatever fucking reason. Um, yeah, they had 83 votes, though, so it's kind of just like we don't really know who else we're going to put in there. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, uh, Ole Miss, they just looked unstoppable on offense last night um, in they that did. Monday night game. They did. They UCLA. Did. Uh, they're two and zero now. They look, they've looked good. I think they've earned that spot uh, for sure. And a, a couple teams that dropped big. One, the one in my eyes who I think was probably one of the biggest losers of the weekend was Miami. Yeah, uh, obviously, we'll talk about this game a little bit. Even though we didn't watch a lot of it because it was kind of a shit show from the beginning. I know it's Alabama, and I didn't expect them to win. But there was so much hype built up around the game that I at least thought it would be a little bit competitive. They just shit the bed completely. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, they really did another team. I think was a, was a terrible letdown was UNC. Uh, I didn't, I mean, I know they're ranked 10 going into the year, but this whole thing with uh, Sam Howell being a Heisman quarterback, have fun being the next uh, Sam Bradford in, in Detroit, their big guy. Cause that's where your career is headed. There's no way he'll be the number one pick after the way he's going to play this year. The dude cool. is not good. We'll see if he turns it around. I mean, I've seen teams. I mean, fuck the Rams took Jared. The Rams have somehow fucked up two number one overall picks in the last decade with Sam Bradford and Jared Goff. So, hey, they got Matt Stafford out of it. So, went for them. I think the worst, the worst performance of the week uh, was Washington. Yeah, losing at home to an FCS team is not a great look. I mean, uh, and I'm not trashing on Montana, whatever. Uh, Love Big Sky Country. And uh, we have a good buddy, good friend of the podcast from Montana. Not trashing on them, but come on, you're ranked. You had that is like a that's a gimme game. Yeah, I mean, you probably paid them how much money to come there, and you you just you fucking dropped the ball. I mean, lose what ten to seven. It's not even like you were able to put up points. Yeah, unacceptable. Yeah, uh, Washington's probably definitely. We're gonna go ahead and uh, joining the. Um, Bishop Sycamore head coach in the down bad hall of fame is Washington football for the start of 2021. I mean, they are down bad, incredibly down bad. And it's not even funny. Yeah. So horrible. It's Absolutely. uh. so college football week one uh, was fun to watch. Uh, we had a lot of good looking teams. I think we'll start to get start to get our bearings. I think they come out hot week one. They have a lot of good matchups. There's really not a ton of great matchups week two. We'll talk more about that. Um, but Travis and I, while watching the games, found a new quarterback to root for and yeah, this is, so last year we were big zach wilson guys this year we are a podcast of the people the fresno state bulldogs yeah jake hayner he's a freshman quarterback for the fresno state bulldogs and i'm gonna tell you what like this kid's a freshman and he was slinging the rock getting out of the pocket when invading pressure he looked damn good for being a fresh i mean i've seen freshman quarterbacks play at like higher level schools, higher level schools, like, you know, SEC, ACC, and he looked just as good as any of them. So watch out for the 2024 draft, Jake Hayner right here from Fresno state. That dude could sling the rock. Yeah. We got to, got to get Jake Hayner on the old pod before, before he blows up. That'd be amazing. We should, we should slide (laughs) those DMS. I mean, I'm not even kidding right now. Definitely possible. Yeah. Uh, Also a thing that we have to mention college football is the targeting rule. It is 
above and beyond ridiculous this year. Disgraceful. We saw, we saw so many just on Saturday. And then in the Monday game, the Ole Miss Louisville game last night, there was four in the first just half in the first half. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't watching it. So I didn't get to see many of them. I know one was kind of blatant. I did see one that was pretty bad, but like, I'm all for throwing it if it's there, but some of these like bang, bang hits that it's just like totally unintentional, not even violent at all. And the players get up just fine. It's ridiculous. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't want to set, set the precedent for like, Hey, you know, you didn't break his neck so he can stay in the game. But what I'm saying is they can come up with something very similar. And I, I saw this on Twitter. I cannot take credit for this, but very similar to like the NBA flagrant foul rule. Where yeah, you can call it a foul. You still get your free throws, but to go to the monitor, review it. If you can, de- if you can determine, because they review every single targeting call, targeting call anyway. If you can go to the monitor, review it, and determine, yeah, this player did not have malicious intent. Then okay, yeah, we'll we'll keep the flag. We can't pick that up. But now, I think I we'll think they a, should we'll, be able to at least do that. If you can, if you can negate and like re- reverse the targeting call, the flag should be reversed too, because that's just bullshit. What's the point then? Okay, but what I was getting at is if you even if like they determine like yeah, it's targeting, but it wasn't malicious intent, like it was a bang bang play, like you said, like viewed as like the flagrant rule in basketball, where like, yep, this player didn't intentionally do this. It was a bang bang play. Let's keep the flag, but not kick them out of the game. The kicking them out of the game is excessive because that changes the whole landscape of the game. I mean, after Ole Miss had both their safeties kicked out because of targeting last night, Louisville started Louisville got hot and started scoring points out of nowhere. So I mean, it yeah. really it really changes the game. I mean that that second half was just points galore, and probably a huge reason was because of the the uh, the targeting injections. So yeah. that they have to fix. Keep, we'll keep an eye on that going forward and see if like you know the NCAA sends out some protocols or or has something with some of the referees. Because I mean, we saw week so one, much. So week much. one was a little rough on that. However, um, outside of that. Watching the games, I was pretty happy. Didn't see a whole lot of flags. No, I really didn't. Um, a lot of targeting. It did. I, me, uh, my father-in-law pointed this out to me that Mizzou game took like almost four hours and fifteen minutes. Us watching it, they are a little bit drawn out. I will not go. An NFL game can get over in like two and a half hours, and college games can last four or five. We talked about this. Me and Sure did uh, on Saturday. Hey. He, he might have some something else to say, but I think that the rules need to be pretty well the same as NFL. If you're trying to get these kids ready for the NFL, uh, we need we need to have some some similar rules. The stop clock on first down to me is just like the most ridiculous thing in the world. Last night in that Ole Miss game, yep. I think they had a drive that went 96 yards and only took two and a half minutes. Well, and, and now, and that wasn't, they weren't even trying to go fast. They, like they weren't calling timeouts. It wasn't like a two minute drill before half. That was just a regular drive. Well, Ole Miss, even like they got the ball back right before halftime. And there was like 47 seconds left and they got it on their own 30. And the announcers were like, yeah, with the, with the first down stoppage rule, this is an eternity for Ole Miss. They can score very easily. Cause like you like, don't, yeah. you don't even need timeouts in college football. No. I mean, I mean, you don't need timeouts to do a two-minute drill. They need to change that, I think, for sure. Uh, another one is just the one-foot thing. Like, when you look at other sports outside of college baseball and they use metal bats, like, there is isn't that much too, rule but, change. Which is stupid, too, that they use metal bats in college baseball. Um, yeah. 
Uh, that's just that's just dangerous. You know, yeah, like they need to play the same game. Like these are these kids are playing high school level football game because like me between the one foot and bounce, I could live with that. It's the stoppage of the clock on first down. And when players fall to the ground, they can't get back up and run. Cause like we saw a turnover in a game. I can't remember what game it was, but somebody intercepted the ball and like fell over. And if you wouldn't have fell over, like he could have either ran it back for a touchdown or at least gotten another 30, 40 yards out of it. Yeah, so it's, that, it's, that's a huge, like takeaway from a defensive standpoint especially on interceptions. Like you're supposed to turn around, find the ball, catch it. And if you're jumping, stay on your feet. Like that's such a hard thing to do, especially when your momentum's going the other way. Well, not only that, like, but how many times have you seen a rookie like defensive back, like in the NFL come in, come in like their first year and a receiver that they're defending or falls down on the ground and does, doesn't get touched and they don't touch them and they get back up and run. Like, it's just, it's it happened it's, last year is a big one. I forgot the team it happened to. But uh, just shit like that. So. Yeah, I mean, like, you're not teaching these kids to play the same game. So college got to change some shit to make the not only speed the game up a little bit, but also make it more a more NFL-ready game. And the targeting rule, whether it's, like like I said, you know, reviewing it and, and not throwing the kids out of the game or whatever it may be, but I understand the intent of it. And Kirk Herbstreit even came on the, on, the, on the broadcast and said, when they put this rule in, I think it was like seven or eight years ago, you know, it's, it's done its job. Like the game is much safer. Now we need to kind of like adapt because we haven't, we haven't talked about it or adapted the rules in seven or eight years. Um, so that's college football. I have another crazy college football story, Travis. Have, have you heard about this one? Have you heard about the Presby, the Presbyterian college story? I have not. Okay. So Presbyterian college has a new head coach this year. Now, I, I've heard about this head coach before, before I saw this today on TikTok. I, I need to find the user and credit them. Um, but basically this, um, college, this Presbyterian college, it's like a lower, obviously lower college, college team. They hired a head coach that used to coach in high school, but this head coach's philosophy was that he never punts. He doesn't kick field goals. And every time after he scores, he kicks an onside kick. Like he never kicks off. He never punts. He doesn't, he, does, he goes for two every single time. Basically he's like the most, your most annoying friend whenever you play Madden, essentially. Like that might be one of the worst game plans I've ever heard in my life. Well, it's not because this dude was amazing at the high school level, got hired now as a head coach in college. They played their first game last weekend and they won 84 to 43 and their quarterback threw for 10 touchdowns. They scored 10 consecutive touchdowns before the other team got the ball. Well, cause think about it. If you practice onside kicks all the time and you're going to do it in games, like you're going to get pretty damn good at it. Like he probably dedicates practices a lot to his onside kick game because he doesn't go for he goes for two, he doesn't punt, and he kicks an onside kick every single time. I'm fine with uh, the going for two. I'm fine with not punting as long as you're not like pinned back up in your own territory. Uh, and then kicking the onside kick. I mean, yeah, if you're good at it, I guess, but it could come back to bite you if you. I would say if you don't get like the first three and you get down, then. It might be a good idea to stop. Yeah. So, um, uh, this guy's name is his name is Kevin Kelly in his coaching debut. Now they played an NA an NAIA school, but their quarterback is a Michigan transfer. So kind of a kind of a he was at at a, at a big level one time. Now he's playing a smaller school, Presbyterian College. I'm telling you what, like if we can bet on some of these games, these overs might start being like some Sherlock's. They don't play anybody. They have a 
on their schedule. It says TBD this weekend. I don't know how, what that means, but then they play Campbell and they play Dayton, Moorhead state Davidson later on in the year. So those are some games you can definitely bet on, but definitely some over, I mean, it was 84 to 43, 127 points this past weekend. Michigan transfer Ren Hefley. That yeah. might be one of the top 10 worst names I've ever seen, but uh yeah, 84 to 43. If you can hop on a Presbyterian uh over. Over. We'll we'll check it out. I'll I'll uh I'll see what we got going here for you. That's crazy. That's that's definitely something to keep our eye on. See if it even just like works, like even regardless of the over, but how yeah, that the TikTok use, philosophy works. The TikTok user, and I'll I'll shout them out. It's uh, at the corner blitz with a Z on TikTok. I saw TikTok today on it. And he's like, okay, if this works for a couple of years at, at Presbyterian College, like who's the first like big college program that's going to reach out and hire him? I'm thinking like Boise State, UCF, somebody like that, take a wild card flyer on this guy because, I mean, if it works, it works, you know? So, yeah, that's that's wild. That's going to be awesome. I, but I could totally change football for ever. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> be, sorry, the Presbyterian, the old blue hose. <laughs> they are maybe i don't understand but there's a blue hose yeah there you go so the <laughs> presbyterian college blue hose watch out for that kevin kelly uh we'll keep an eye on that and see if we can uh sprinkle some overs into our patreon picks with that being said let's lead into degenerates digest play the music let's get it all right degenerates digest let's hop in it boys and girls uh we're back. NFL football season is back. Last week we did college. Uh, we, we won money on the podcast, seven, three, and one up 3.27 units. So maybe just follow our, follow our picks along, hop over onto that Patreon, check us out. But NFL's back. Let's go. If you have, if you're new to us, uh, this is how we do things. We give our primetime picks because these are the games everyone's going to watch. So we're going to give you, give you a pick in the primetime games and upset of the week a lock of the week and we're going to sprinkle in a couple college picks in there because why the hell not. <laughs> so first off Thursday night football Cowboys at bucks, hopefully should be a banger. Uh, bucks are eight point favorites and the over under is 52. All right. What do you got? I'll lead it off. I'm going to go. Uh, I think this is an easy one for me. I'm taking the bucks minus eight. I'm doing two units on it. Uh, the bucks were 12 and eight against the spread last season, which was fourth best in the NFL. They literally return everyone from from their team last year. Like that's the first time in the super, in the Super Bowl era where someone has returned every single starter from a team from the previous season. So, uh, and they added some pieces as well. Dallas was the worst team against the spread last year. I know they're missing Dak, but they're five and eleven against the spread. Um, and I think for your first game back, defensive wise, this is a nightmare matchup for Dak and the Cowboys. Um, I don't see Tom Brady and the Bucks letting off the gas. Minus eight, I'm taking it at two units. Yeah, and uh, I mean they're the Cowboys are just kind of a little banged up. Did you say? Did you mention Zach Martin? I did not. Is he not playing? Zach Martin tested positive for COVID. Is he uh, un- so- is he unvaccinated? Because that's the big thing this year. If you're unvaccinated, you have to go on the list for ten days. If you're well, vaccinated, he can't, he can't play. So I don't know. All I know is that he's not playing. Uh, well, yeah. On Thursday, so he. Oh yeah, because I mean, shit, that's two days. I, I was thinking for some reason, my mind was like going to Sunday. But Thursday, that's two days no. away. Yeah, he, he is not playing. He's officially ruled out. So that's a huge hit on their offensive line. And I kind of like, 
don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Dak can't do it, but I am just kind of weary on how he is going to return to action with that like lingering shoulder elbow issue, whatever's going on. And not only that, but his, his ankle as well. So I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't literally drop a worse, a worse defensive matchup for your first game back after a nightmare injury. Like you, yeah. you, you really can't. That that's, that's tough. I myself wasn't too keen on picking uh spread or over under. So I'm going to throw something at you guys. It's a little bit different. I'm doing a player prop and it is going to be, on the Bucks, Scotty Miller over eight and a half receiving yards. Uh, that's for, I mean, and that's at minus 110 odds doing two units on that. I mean, it's basically a catch for Scotty yeah. Miller because you know, I don't think he really catches anything less than that. Uh, he had over eight and a half yards in 10 regular season games last year. Uh, what other game to do it than the Cowboys? Like, I feel like their defense is very vulnerable. Uh, they have been for you know the last couple of years, and if the Bucks do end up getting up big, take those high-profile guys out, put Scotty Miller up in there, get him a catch or two. Okay, I like that because our picks kind of play well with one another. Um, so those prop picks, that's something you can get on the Patreon. We will be doing now that football, now the NFL's back. We're gonna be doing if you sign up for the eight-dollar package, you get our full card for college, NFL, and the props for the primetime games. So we'll have more props for Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night on the $8 package, full-blown props on the $10 package. But I like that. Scotty Miller over eight and a half uh, receiving yards. Got to love that pick there. Let's roll into this Sunday night football game. Sunday night, um, got the Bears at the Rams. The Rams are seven and a half point favorites, and the over-under is 46. A little little bit of a low over-under. Travis, what you leaning here? He's... These next two uh, primetime games are pretty easy for me. Uh, I'm rolling Rams minus seven and a half, two units. I would buy this to seven if possible. Mm -hmm. But, however, I think it's probably going to shoot up to eight, eight and a half by the time it closes. So you might not be able to get that. Uh, Locking in early. We always tell you guys. It seems like easy money for me. I mean, Andy Dalton starting for the Bears. Uh, We saw how he did last year. Not too great versus arguably one of the best defenses in the league and a new and improved I think better Rams offense with Matt Stafford I know the Bears defense is solid but the Rams think have too many pieces put it all together you gotta think Matt Stafford played against this Bears defense how many times uh give me this all day long Rams minus seven and a half all right there we go so Rams minus seven and a half is the pick uh I would honestly just take the advice there and buy it down to seven if you can uh just because I'll give you a reason why here. I'm going to do uh, a same game seven point teaser on this one. I'm going to go do Rams minus a half in the under of 53. Again, a seven point teaser with the Rams and the under uh, makes it minus 130. I'm doing a unit on this. The Rams are winning this game, no doubt about it. But I feel like that seven and a half just screams last minute back door like the Rams will be up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and then they'll they'll pull everybody out or just start start playing prevent defense and they'll allow Andy Dalton to drive downfield and get a garbage time touchdown to cover to make it you know seven um so that's why I'm doing this teaser so Rams minus half under 53 also I don't see the Bears scoring a ton of points anyway so you know even if the Rams do kill them 
Uh, I don't see the Bears putting up a lot of points against this Rams defense. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, the the list goes on and on. So I feel like Andy Dalton's doo-doo, let's be honest. So especially under pressure. And that's what he's going to be under all game long here. All right. Don't hate it. Don't hate it at all. Uh, Throwing in the Monday night football game, we got Ravens at Raiders. The Ravens are four-point road favorites. And the over-under is 50 and a half. Um, what do you got here? So uh, this one's easy for me. Uh, yeah. This was this was this was almost my lock of the week, but I didn't want to be that guy first week one of the year and be like, hey, here's my lock of the week. It's also a primetime game, so subscribe to the Patreon. Now I'm going to give you all all the picks that we promised. Um, I'm going Ravens minus four at two units here. Almost wanted to make it my three unit lock of the week. Baltimore was 11 and seven against the spread last season. Four and three on the road. Nine and six as a favorite. I think Vegas is going to be one of the worst teams in the league this season. Uh, I think Derek Carr is done in Vegas. Gruden's style of coaching is way too dated. Um, And also the Ravens have to win every single game they can outside the AFC North this year because the Browns and the Steelers are right there breathing down their necks. Give me Ravens minus four all day and twice on Sunday or Monday in this case at two units. All right. Yeah, I have the Ravens two units either. It just seems too easy. Uh, A few weeks ago I did Raiders uh, team total on the year under. So uh, how in the world are they going to win the first game of the year? Which, cause I mean, minus four, I know that's not necessarily just straight up win, but for the Pretty Ravens, yeah. that seems like a, that seems like a win to me. Uh, they just completely out, outmatch the Raiders on both sides of the ball. And now Le'Veon Bell on the Ravens. Yes, he is. I saw that big, we go. big time move today for, for the Ravens picking him up. I know um, he probably won't play this week, but. Big morale boost for the team. It is. The Gus bus, everyone who drafted him really high in fantasy has got to be hitting themselves in the tail right about now. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, because you know the Ravens aren't going to do what the Jets did. They're going to use them. Oh, I mean, John Harbaugh will use anybody and everybody. It, like, so is he's definitely going to get used. I mean, it's going to be a running back by committee situation, but Ravens there, just too easy to pick for me. A game that, man, I was. What happened to the Monday night doubleheader they used to do? Like, why are that? Why are they not doing that this year on on week one? You know, I don't know. I mean, that just it would scream to me money and viewers. But I guess because I mean that that second game did start fairly late. Like, I could never make it all the way through it. Like that second game did start real like at like eight thirty at night and get over till midnight. But one o'clock on the East coast. Uh, so that's the Monday night game Ravens at Raiders. Travis and I bo- both have the Ravens minus four, two units on it. Let's move into our upset of the week. For those of you new listeners on the podcast, our upset of the week is where we pick a money line dog. Now this week I'm going NFL Travis. I'm sure you're going NFL as well, but in the future episodes, we can do a college pick here. I just don't know that I'm not too comfortable with that yet. One of my college picks is an upset, but that's not going to be the one that I go with. That's here. not your upset of the week. So it's what not. is your upset of the week? My upset of the week is the Dolphins plus 145 against the Patriots. Mine is too. I hate to be a homer pick here, but it just it's too easy. I mean, that's not- really the only one that I uh, lean to. Yeah. Outside of that, there were a few that I could have picked, but I would have been kind of hesitant on, like ones that are closer. Um, but I'm – I. Wasn't really feeling any of them. I had to go Dolphins. The value there against a rookie quarterback coming into his first NFL game. Um, and honestly, I hate to break it to you, Mac Jones, but I don't think you've seen a secondary like the Dolphins have. Uh, I do not think so. Not only a secondary, 
but also a coach who puts up schemes like Brian Flores. I mean, just everyone go take a look at the Dolphins Chargers game from last season. I mean, Flores was able to design blitz schemes and formations and disguise them. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more that just made really Herbert's day a nightmare. I mean, it was, he was having a terrible game till the fourth quarter. He was 20 for 32, 187 yards, two touchdowns and a pick and was sacked twice. Those numbers don't really scream great to me. I think Mac Jones is in for a very similar day. Uh, I got one even on the Dolphins at plus 145. And don't be surprised if we include them on the Patreon this week on the spread as well, because I just, yeah, I, I also I'm, have one unit on it. I mean, it's, I, ha- I also feel like a lot of people, too, uh, are just going to look at this at, in New England. Mac Jones is now starting over Cam Newton, who's obviously a better quarterback. But Vegas probably going to eat this alive. I can see a lot of people taking the Patriots on the small of the line. Uh, I think so, too. Be on the opposite side, we're going to be on the winning side. Hell, yeah. And I think the media is hyping up Mac Jones way too much. Like, I think I think the Mac Jones hype train needs to calm down. Like, people aren't people are acting like – you guys do know that Tua beat out Mac Jones in Alabama. Like Mac Jones was holding Tua's jock strap at Alabama. You guys, you guys know that, right? Yeah. I mean, so let's be real. It's with regardless. I mean, I'm not saying Mac Jones is going to be bad. I think he will be a solid quarterback. But remember, it's week one against. Uh, let's be honest, a, a pretty decent defense uh, from from a year ago. We and didn't a, really lose many pieces. So and and a head coach that literally played for the Patriots and knows everything they need to know about their offense. So I don't, I don't hate this pick at all. Um, let's move into our lock of the week. Travis, I have a pretty interesting lock of the week this week. What's yours? I'm down between a couple games. So I'll, I'll, kick, hear I'll, yours first. I'll kick it off. I'm going uh, Seattle Seahawks at the, at the Indianapolis Colts. Remember guys, our locks of the week are, th- are three units. So pretty, pretty big play. But I'm not doing the spread on Seattle. I'm just going to take the money line at minus 145. The spread is minus two and a half. I wanted to do Seattle minus two and a half for my lock, but I've really thought about it. And to me, because Seattle minus two and a half is minus 115, their money line is minus 145. I've seen too many Seattle games where they kind of blow later games and win games are one or two points. They'll screw me over. So I'm just going to, you know what? I'm going to take them to win because I do think without a doubt they're winning this game. I know it's on the road. Everyone thinks Carson Wentz is going to start week one. I don't care. Carson Wentz saw zero, uh, like really real action in preseason in, an, in a new uh, offensive scheme. Uh, 
So the Seahawks know they're playing the NFC West. They have to win this game. They have to win any game they can win outside the NFC West is a plus for the Seahawks because they have to stay in that division race. Um, so I think money line Seattle minus one forty five is a very easy three unit lock here. Love that. That was going to be uh, one of mine. I, I lied. I had it narrowed down between three. That one had the Titans and Cardinals. Uh, which I'm going to roll Titans on, but I feel like it's a trap game. So I'm not going to roll with it on my lock because I, I don't know, just something about that Titans minus three at home just screams uh, worrisome to me. So I'm going to roll with this one and talk about one that's a little bit different. I mean, the Chargers minus one at the Washington football team. Okay. Uh, I just... I look at, I know Washington has good defense, but I look at the Chargers and their defense, yeah, not good from a year ago. But the what the offense can do is just leaps and bounds better. Anthony Lynn did not give the Chargers a chance to win games last year like they should have. Uh, Justin Herbert's going to come in, and hopefully he's going to prove everyone wrong who thinks that he's going to be bad or worse than he was in year one. So I'm going Chargers minus one. That's Washington football team is my lock of the week. All right. Don't hate that at all. It is a, it is a cross country flight. A lot of people, a lot of people are picking Washington in this game, but I'm not really seeing it here. Um, like you said, Herbert's got to come out week one, brand new coach, new scheme, new fit. You know, they're going to have a few tricks up their sleeve. So uh, definitely don't hate that pick at all. Uh, Chargers minus one and Seattle money line guys. That's the it. way or, that go ahead. I was gonna say, or, I mean, you could really, you want to, Want to get a little ballsy? Do a Chargers slam. Do a char. Do a Chargers Seattle uh, parlay, baby. That'd be solid value with how little uh, those lines are. Um, which is the way that Austin Eckler. I'm not sure if you've seen him on social media. He's been posting super hyped up for this season. I think he comes out has a solid day uh, on Sunday, and the Chargers get the dub. So see absolutely love it, love it. Um, is your get is your is your lock a noon game as well on Sunday or is it a late? It is. It's so, so is mine. Mine's a noon game. The Seattle game or the Miami game, guys. By the way, is a late game, which is weird because both East Coast teams. But um, so those are our prime time picks for the NFL this week and our upset lock of the week. If you want to get our full NFL card, go ahead and sub to the Patreon. The five dollars subscription gets you the full card for the full weekend. We'll have analysis on every single NFL game, leans, locks. Stay away from this. Things like that. But we're also going to throw a couple college picks your way. Travis, I have two. How many How many do you have for the weekend? Uh, I have two, and I absolutely love them both. I love mine both, too. So let's roll in. I'll roll in my first one. Because we have you... a 10 a.m. game on Saturday. Ooh. 10 a.m. This game is taking place in Charlottesville, Virginia. And I'm rolling with UVA. Minus 10 at home versus the fighting Illini. I will never bet on them again after what they showed us last week. Uh, They're horrible. They lost by seven points to UTSA. Should have been more. They were never really winning the entire game. Uh, And then Virginia came out and beat William and Mary's 43-0. There you go. Really all all I got for you. Virginia at home minus 10. Minus 10, early start to the games on Saturday. Got to love that. My, I have both my picks are later in the evening. My first one's at six. My first one's at six o'clock on Saturday. It's Liberty at Troy. I'm taking the Liberty Flames at minus four and a half against the Troy Trojans. 
Both teams are one and zero. Both teams are one and zero against the spread. They both played cupcakes last weekend and killed them. Something's got to give, and I think Liberty's quarterback Malik Willis is going to be the difference maker in this one. I think this is too small of a spread for a good Hugh Freeze coach team and Malik Willis, who's a really dark horse Heisman candidate. Minus four and a half. Love this pick. Um, so yeah, I'm taking that at a unit. Yeah, I uh, I don't mind that. I was actually I was scrolling through the uh, just the ESPN app just to get a look at the matchup uh, in front of me. And you know how when you click on it, you see the matchup predictor on ESPN. Mm-hmm. They have Troy seventy seven point four percent. Yeah, every, everyone's. I'm, I'm not tri- I'm not sure why or what happened, but that's uh that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I thought so too. So, um, oh, Troy's QB Taylor Powell, old Mizzou transfer. Fuck him. So there you go. Even better reason to bet against him. Yeah, Even we love Mizzou, but you leave Mizzou, you get shit on. Um, another my second pick that I'm gonna roll with. Where the fuck did it go? There we go. Got it. It is honestly a get a big game. It's three thirty game. One that you're gonna watch. Number ten ranked Iowa. Yep. Going up against number nine ranked Iowa State. And I'm taking Iowa money line plus 170 here. I don't hate it at all. They I just was, spanked yeah. up on Indiana 34 to 6. Meanwhile, Iowa at home, Iowa State at home beat you and I 16 to 10. Yeah, they struggled. I remember they struggled with it with, with the shitty team. I saw the Iowa Iowa State match. I'm like, oh, it's intriguing, but you know what? I'm gonna and it's not like they have to go go a, a whole hell of a lot of way. Oh, it's going to be a split, probably split crowd. Damn that's, near. That's going to be a fun game to watch. That'll You're be right. a fun game to watch. I'm a hammer, and I'm I'm telling you, like this was this is a huge pick that I'm confident. I don't know why the line is what it is. I'm assuming just because two tightly knit teams on the road, people are probably going to look at this and be like, "Oh, Iowa State's on the road." You know, not a huge. Favorite, I'm pick them. A lot of people are favorite pickers going against going against the grain this this week because I messed up and didn't do that last week. Yeah, you were very heavy favorite last week. So Iowa plus one seventy, love it, absolutely love it. They smashed Indiana and Iowa State sucks. I don't hate that at all. Indiana's supposed to be a really really top top ranked team coming into the year. So, uh, but you know, I, some of their jerseys were spelt wrong. Were they really? Did you see that? No, I, can, I don't know if it was Photoshop, but I saw it all over the place <laughs> when they run out of tunnel. Uh, one of their guys' jersey on the front was spelt wrong. Jesus Christ, how do you misspell Indiana? Um, anyway, Iowa money lining, it's Iowa State. Love that pick, plus 170. Uh, my, my second pick is a team that Travis was talking shit on on the intro of the podcast. It's Washington at Michigan playing in the big house. Michigan six and a half point favorites. I'm oh my taking, gosh. I'm taking Michigan minus six and a half all day, every day and twice on Sunday, or in this case, Saturday. I know I'm beating that to death. Two units on that Saturday at seven o'clock. And it, it really speaks for some Washington lost to an FCS school at home. The big house won't be kind. Wolverines are going to slaughter him. Six and a half is all. I Michigan. mean, that's wild to me. I know a lot of people, a lot of Michigan fans were ragging on like their defense last year or last week and not being able to stop anything. Uh, but Washington, you got to think, scored just scored seven points versus an FCS team. Yeah, uh, so. I love, I absolutely love that pick. Just, just an early eye on the college slate. Uh, feeling a little bit more confident this week, but I'm sure that's just going to end up not. Yeah, we probably won't. We probably won't. Like, I didn't see a ton of love. These were two I love. We'll probably keep it to like five or six picks this week. 
No, just seeing just seeing a lot like the ones I like, I, I like a lot. Like I'm not yeah. seeing a lot of games I like, but I'm seeing games that I like a lot. Yeah. I took I took some notes like earlier on the week, like just from observations from week one of like, you know, hey, here's what here's the lines I want to keep an eye on. Um, so with that being said, we are introducing something new this year on the, on the generous digest for all you guys who've been listening to us, you know, we're part of the belly up sports podcast family. So each week we're going to feature a podcaster from the belly up sports podcast network, uh, and giving, they can give a guest pick. So this week we have, well, last week we had Kelsey coin from the high low sports podcast. Sorry, Kelsey, your picks murdered your picks whiffed. Um, but, uh, we, we appreciate you coming on this week. we got Marty Jones from the interceptor lunch podcast and he has a little bit of an interesting one so take a listen to here he gives us reasoning why and we'll be back on the other side with some fantasy football stuff what's going on everyone this is marty joins of interceptor lunch and i've got a doozy for you here this week something i like to call the lunch bargain parlay special and the first leg of this parlay we will have the tennessee titans defeating the arizona cardinals By 7 to 12 points. Yes, it will have to fall within that range. I believe Mike Vrabel in this defense is prepared, has had all offseason to do so, and facing Kyle Murray in this passing attack. Look for them to win by touchdown or just a little bit more. I'm really high on the Tennessee Titans this year, and I'm really low on the Arizona Cardinals. So give me the Tennessee Titans to win that game by 7 to 12 points, first leg. Second leg of this parlay will be the New York Jets, money line first half. Yes, I think Zach Wilson will be a stud this year, and he's going to come out firing. Although I don't believe the Jets will win the game, I think the Panthers will have enough to get them in the end. I do believe Zach Wilson will have his team starting hot and taking the lead into halftime. If you combine both of those legs together as one parlay, that will leave you with a plus 14-12 odds. Meaning, if you were to put $2 on this bet, you would win $29.32, making you fat and happy. As always, I'm here with all the crazy bets, guys. This is Marty Joins from Intercept Your Lunch. See you later. All right. Appreciate it, Marty. Again, that was Marty Jones from the Intercept Your Lunch podcast. Check them out on Twitter, Instagram, anywhere you can find them. Uh, they're a great podcast for the Billy Up Sports Podcast fam and has a pretty interesting pick. I think uh, I think it, it, it has some, some ability to, to do some damage at some great value there. But with that being said, it's week one of the NFL season. We're all pumped for fantasy football. We're all pumped to be betting. So we're going to give you some fantasy football analysis and do a classic two drunk brothers Fantasy football stardom sit them for week one. We won't do this every week. We'll do it every now and again. Um, but this week, we're definitely going to do it. So we're going to do a start and a sit at each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. And we're going to assume this is in a PPR league. So first and foremost, let's kick it off with quarterback. Or we're going to do sit and then start for each position. My quarterback sit this week, Travis, is going to be Jalen Hurts out of Philly. Uh, and his four starts last year, Hurts threw for more than one touchdown once. And he threw three picks in those four starts. Atlanta presents a decent challenge for him, especially on the road. So if you have Hurts, and if you're in a deeper league, 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Um, and you drafted Hurts as your starting quarterback. Uh, I would honestly try to look for a flyer for week one. Maybe somebody like a Jameis Winston or a Ben Roethlisberger, because uh, I don't think he's going to have the bones to get it done this week. So I would sit Jalen Hurts for the Eagles this week if you got him. All right. Don't hate that whatsoever. My sit, and you know what? Some people may call me crazy for this, but I have to go with it anyway. My sit for week one is going to be Josh Allen. Playing. What? <laughs> have, have you yeah. seen that guy on TikTok? What? <laughs> uh, with the cowboy hat. Yeah, put it on. Josh Allen. Now, I'm just saying sit if you have a better option or if you have someone that has some upside, like a James Winston or something like that. Uh, sit. Josh Allen, they're playing the Steelers. Uh, Steelers have a pretty damn good defense. And I just feel like week one, got to knock some rust off. Might have a slow start versus a good defense. Uh, so, that, I mean, that's really kind of all I got. Man. No reasoning. What? That's crazy. Uh, I like I liked the hot take. That's what we're here to deliver, hot takes. Uh, my, uh, my start is going to be the opposing quarterback in that matchup. I am saying you should start Big Ben this week for the, from the Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously. We all know Big Ben, when he's on, can be a very underrated fantasy football Wait, quarterback. Big Ben plays for the Steelers? Yeah, he really does. Um, <laughs> he could be uh, – he's a really underrated fantasy quarterback, to be honest with you. Uh, he has a very favorable matchup against Buffalo in week one, obviously. Uh, I think it's going to be a more of a shootout than a defensive struggle like Travis just, just envisioned. Uh, Buffalo surrendered a little over 20 points per game last year to, fa- to quarterbacks in fantasy. So, again, maybe in this deeper league when you have – a higher end quarterback like a Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts or somebody like that, who you're questioning on starting. I mean, Big Ben is ranked down there pretty low in terms of fantasy quarterbacks. He's probably available in your league. Pick him up, throw him in the lineup this week, and be pleasantly surprised. All right. Don't mind it. <clears throat> Here's my fantasy football uh, start this week on the sleeper app rostered in just 16% of leagues. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Playing the Detroit Detroit. Lions, uh, who have absolutely just an abysmal defense all around. Jimmy G, going to a little sprinkle in a little little, uh, teaser to the Patreon here. I think Jimmy G throws for three touchdowns this weekend. Uh, You got some some weapons. You got Kittle, uh, who I think is going to have just a field day against this Detroit Lions secondary. Uh, Ayuk is going to tear it up. Not to mention... They have kind of a little running back by committee crisis going on. They drafted Trey Sermon, 
So I think they're going to be kind of battling it out back and forth, and Jimmy Jesus is going to go out there and uh, does what he knows how to do best, and hopefully that's not get hurt. Do not hate that pick at all. I think Jimmy G, very underrated. Um, and he's got a flame under his ass. He's got a guy right behind him. Yeah. Waiting in the shadows. Definitely. Definitely. I love that pick. So Jimmy G as the start. This yeah, that's lineup. There you go. Probably cheap. Very cheap. Uh, let's move on to running back. Running back, start, sit, or sit, start for any for that matter. Running back, my sit at running back this week is going to be Damian Harris or really any New England running back. And not because they're playing the Dolphins, just because we have no idea who the hell is going to be the main guy in New England. And they've really never been a team to have a bell cup running back. It's why, it's why Sony Michelle didn't work out there. We don't know who's going to be seeing the field and getting the most opportunities, especially Mac Jones now as the starting quarterback. We, I mean, I would just avoid Patriots running backs, especially Damian Harris, until we know what it looks like after a couple weeks. So that's just my opinion. Not because we're just playing the Dolphins, just because we don't know. Don't hate it. My sit this week, again, could come back to bite me in the ass just by one little small uh, touchdown because that's what he's good for. But my sit's Kareem Hunt. Um, wow. I Is that your start? Yeah. <laughs> that's wild. The only reason I'm saying that is because last year they used him a lot. And I just don't know. I would like to see – how they if how they use them again if they go back to the same strategy they did last year if they're more on Nick Chubb's side if they use him because a lot of times they really screwed Nick Chubb out of some goal line touches and that's why I said one touchdown could sway this but if Kareem Hunt doesn't get that that touchdown that he was pretty dependent on last year he's a bench he's on the bench for me I'm benching him in one of my leagues wow well I kind of uh spoiled that for you guys cream hunts my start this week um i think it's going to be an excellent flex play obviously don't start him in an rb2 spot flex play against the chiefs the chiefs surrendered 26 points per game to opposing running backs of fantasy last year in a game that i think could be a shootout um which mean hunt gets more opportunities because there'll be lots of scoring you know nick chubb's gonna get a little tired not be on the field as much more scoring opportunities for hunt um that's really the main reason why really is a flex play not an RB2, a flex play. All right. All right. All right. I don't hate it, but I would bench him. He's actually being started in 71% of leagues. There you go. Uh, so, but the 29%, those are the ones that are going to be truly happy. Uh, just kidding. My start, on the other hand, my start is Mike Davis for the Atlanta Falcons. Not necessarily because he has a super favorable matchup where he's going to tear it up only because he is the guy in Atlanta and you don't want to be kicking yourself in the ass if you don't start him. He is, he is a huge question mark right now, but you almost have to start him because you could, you could be missing out on like 30 points possibly. So Mike Davis got to start in week one. If he bites in the ass then you know, for next time. I hope not because we have him where I have him in a couple of leagues. Because he's only have, being started in 47% of leagues. You have him in a lot of leagues. So you're definitely high end on the, on the Mike Davis train. So let's move on I have to him in every single league. Just because he fell to me, he was there. I was like, this could be, it's a huge, it's a high risk, uh, high reward type deal. So could be a big hit, could be a big bust, but I took it. Here we go. Let's move on to receiver real quick. Wide receiver sit start. My sit at receiver this week is going to be Amari Cooper for the Dallas Cowboys. Tampa Bay secondary is next level. We all saw that on display in the Super Bowl last year. 
They allowed less than one touchdown a game in 2020. And with them returning everyone, Dak, we had talked about it coming back from that first from that first game back from injury. Um, I'm going to stay away from Dallas receivers altogether until we know how the ball is going to be distributed. Blake Jarwin, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Zeke Elliott, people like that. Um, so Amari Cooper for me is my sit this week just because it's a, it's a less than favorable matchup. Okay, okay. My sit this week is going to be Jarvis Landry. Uh, yep. Got a guy that kind of fell down the draft board, you know, like he has in recent years. He's just been dropping and dropping. Got phenomenal talent, but that Browns offense is super loaded. They are playing the Chiefs, so it is a favorable matchup, and he might be projected for a lot of points. But I would like to see how they continuously work in Jarvis Landry and that offense uh, before he's going to be starting on any of my fantasy teams. Yep, don't hate that at all. You definitely have to see how Jarvis plays to start the year. I think if he starts hot, then he could be a very dangerous fantasy player, like you said, but you never know. Uh, my start at receiver is going to be Brandon Ayuk for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I'm very high, very, very high. Travis was talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm very high on Ayuk this year, and he opens up the season against Detroit. Uh, think he's worth a start and at least a flex spot if you got him. Look for Brandon Ayuk to hook up with Jimmy G a couple times, maybe score a couple touchdowns, who knows. All right. Don't hate it. I was high on him last year. It took him about 13 weeks to get going. Uh, <laughs> my start this week is one that I really, really like a lot. If I do any DFS lineups, he is going to be in it. It is the almighty LaVisca Chenault Jr. Uh, he has established just a crazy good uh, rapport with Trevor Lawrence in the preseason, um, not to mention they're playing Houston, who they suck and that Jacksonville offense is going to be on the field a ton. Well, this is Chenault. Go-to guy. I'm starting him in one of my leagues. I know it's going to be a big risk, but I think he, if Trevor Lawrence has a passing touchdown, there's a very, very good chance it's going to be the Chanel. All right, man. Love that pick. Let's move on to tight end now. Tight end. We'll make this quick because I think tight ends are always a crapshoot. Uh, my sit at tight end this week, and it pains me to say this because I have him in two leagues. Noah Fant for the Denver Broncos is my sit this week. Uh, I just we I think we have to see what the Broncos offense is going to look like outside of Drew Locke, especially meaningful games. Teddy Bridgewater, I know he's a check down guy. No offense, not really a check down tight end. He runs those seams up the sidelines that Drew was great at hitting them at. Um, you know, so no offense to me is your sit. And like I said, I have him in two out of three leagues. So it sucks for me to say that, but I think he's a sit until we figure out what the hell's going on in Denver. Yeah, I completely agree. Mine's kind of a similar situation, uh, but mine's going to be two. It's going to be both of the New England tight ends. They added two really big ones, Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. Sit both of them. That's a situation where, I mean, well, yeah, one of them could pop off, which would kind of support what I'm about to say. We don't know which one's going to be in the more favorable routes, how they're going to work them into the offense. Uh, just be safe and save yourself a goose egg and sit both of them. I don't, I don't disagree with that. Hunter Henry and uh, John New Smith being on the same offense is scary because they're both talented, but you don't know who's going to get the ball the most. Uh, my start this week, I think it's a very easy one. It's Tyler Higby for the LA Rams. I know he's ranked lower down there on tight end draft boards. No idea why. Bears surrendered the second most fantasy points tight ends last season, and Higby's going to be an absolute fucking monster with Stafford under center. That's, that's all there is to, to be said about that. Yeah, uh, he's, he's going to be a stud. And you, and you just stole my my start. 
Dallas. We got the same start. <laughs> that was mine. Uh, I, I, as all of you know, he was he was my my tight end going into the year that I think could make that leap to be in that top five. Uh, and like Jared said, playing the playing the Bears week one, I think their offense is going to be on the field quite a bit. It's kind of hard because uh, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, Robert Woods, I think they're all solid starts this year. Obviously, they're all not going to have huge games, but a lot of upside going into this week. Absolutely. So, guys, it's here. NFL season is back. Gambling, fantasy football, daily fantasy, whatever is your cup of tea, we are your source all season long. We're going to keep it coming. If you want more action, check the Patreon. Again, like I said, that $5 sub gets you our full card for the NFL and, and college football just game and, and over-unders every weekend. If you want props, you can get the props to uh, plan at $8 per month. Again, that's going to get you pretty much everything at the $5 level, level plus our props for Thursday, Sunday, Sunday, and Monday night, player props, game props, whatever it may be. And then the $10 package gets you everything, MLB, UFC, and everything football in between. So check that out. We were hot. We did have a little bit of a bad weekend. We're not going to front. You know, you can't always win. Um, but we're looking to get it back on track this week and uh, be in the green come the end of uh, week one of the NFL season. But that is episode 132 of Two Jump Brothers of the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. hope you guys enjoy the hell out of week one. Have fun gambling. Gamble responsibly. And peace out. Peace. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.